Good morning. Welcome to Get Up With God. Great to see you this morning. Today's episode, our devotional is on what makes you the salt of the earth. We're going to go into this right away, but I want to give you a couple scriptures. I don't have a lot of scripture today, but we can hang up our hat right in a couple verses from Jesus. Whenever Jesus speaks, a lot happens. When Jesus's words are written and read in the Bible that we read, there's a lot of power behind it. So I got a lot out of this today. I find it funny. I was kind of laughing with myself this morning as I was studying and reading through my notes that I haven't seen something like this before, no matter how many times I've read it. So you'll enjoy this this morning. Grab a notepad, grab a Bible, maybe grab a cup of coffee and, and sit back and enjoy yourself as we go through the, the Bible this morning and start our day off the right way. Point number one today, point number one, what makes you salt of the earth? Number one, Jesus calls you the salt of the earth. Turn with me into your Bible to the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter. But Jesus calls you the salt of the earth. He calls you a ingredient to which you are to make a significant impact with. But who are we making an impact on, which is what's very interesting. So point number one, Jesus calls you the salt of the earth. Matthew 5, the 13th verse says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It being the standing phrase or the standing word that we need to identify. How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now, seasoned salt has an impact on what me and you do in our everyday life. And I want to get into this point number two. We're going to buzz through these, but I've got some good points I'm going to get to in, in four, five, and six. This is going to be really good. Point number two, the salt is just as much for me as it is the world. I want you to think about this for a second. The salt of the earth is obviously made for every person here. We know the most famous scripture in the Bible that the lost world and the saved world can quote John three sixteen that God so loved the world he gave of himself, his only, he, he loved us so much that he gave one thing that he only had one of. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son to us. So there's a love for the world. There's a passion God has for the world. And you were once of the world. The Bible says uh, we were all sinners at one point. The wages of sin is death and we have all missed it. We've all fallen short in some areas. But the Bible says that the salt of the earth is not just for the, and I'm going to show you this in a second. The Bible says that salt is not just for everyone else that God wants to bring to his family. There is a part of it that's for the world. And I've always thought of the salt being the salt of the earth is I'm to, I'm a seasoning agent uh, to, to reach this lost world. But if you keep reading, I want to keep reading in this in Matthew five. If you keep reading into verse 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And if it gives light to all who are in the house, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So when I, when I'm reading through this, I thought to myself, of course, uh, there's salt to be given to the earth. But what does the salt have to do with me? Turn into your Bible to Mark, the ninth chapter. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Go to verse 49. 
So this salt, not only is it for the world, but it's just as much for me as it is the world. Think about it this way. I can't be a good ingredient for the world unless that salt has seasoned me first. You might want to write that down. That's a good line. I can't be a good seasoning agent or I can't be good salt for this world lest I myself be seasoned first. I have to have some seasoning ingredients within me that makes me appropriate or appointed and equipped to go to the world. Mark chapter 9, verse 49. For everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Verse 50. Salt is good. But if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. So now if you go back up in the scripture, one thing my dad taught me that I can remember from a young boy was to one of the, not the only way, but one of the ways to read and understand the Bible context is to read up and down in the Bible. You read up above what is being said and you read down below and that'll give you a nice context or an understanding of time what is being said in particular to the scripture if you read up meaning go above this verse and read down from what Jesus was speaking about he was talking about sin and the fact that he his disciples were dealing with offenses and being offended in this particular sense if we had to paraphrase it he's speaking directly to them about themselves not the impact they're going to have on others yet, but rather the impact that they need to have on themselves to season themselves for the world. Listen, follow me now. Point number three. Let's go into this as well. Point number three, salt is a curing agent. So this salt, he said, have salt within yourself. This salt is a curing agent. It is made to preserve meats and to keep things in better shape longer. And that's what salt is made to do. So being that you have salt in yourself now, you become an agent or, or a recipient of the benefits of what salt will do for not just other people's lives, but for your own life. So now you become a recipient of these things. I have the curing agent salt that's within my life that will keep me, that will preserve me. Let me give you some information about, um, about what salt does for meat. It keeps the meat. Like if you were to season a steak, it keeps that meat in a better shape, a better condition longer than if it were to not be seasoned. And it, there's a, there's a, there's a system in which this salt works within the meat. And I want to explain this and then I want to revert it back to you and me. Point number four, how salt preserves meat. This is what happens. It removes compromised elements. Let me read that again to you. The way that salt preserves meat is it removes compromised elements. It removes elements from the meat that can cause that meat to spoil. So to give you an understanding of that, there's a system, a scientific system in which it extracts water from the meat in which the bacteria that is attracted in water can begin to spoil and decay and rot the meat that the water is in. 
So there's a system called osmosis that the salt begins to extract the water from the meat. So now that meat begins to last longer. That meat begins to what's called preserved. It's preserved for a longer period of time with that salt on it. And it, it does when you cook it now, it does a lot of things for when you cook it too. Like for me, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm thirsty now thinking about all this salt and, you know, the meat that you salt with it. But if I get a nice thick cut of steak, like maybe a, a, a New York strip or even a, a thick filet, even a ribeye, uh, if you cut, get it cut right, there can be some nice crust that happens on that steak if you put it on the grill. And I, I like to get, uh, there's a nice salt that I use that's got, I got a big bucket of it and it's flaky. It's big flakes of salt that you, you, you know, lay on the salt on the meat itself. When you put it on the grill, once you grill it, it encrusts it onto that meat. And then when you cut it, it's got a beautiful savory taste. It's juicy. It keeps, preserves the juices within it once you cook it. But there's an interesting thing that happens before the meat is cooked in order to keep that meat in a condition that it can stay in the best shape for the longest time. The osmosis has to happen where that salt extracts the water from it because the water can become compromised. Now think about this for a second. Water is an element that we use in our life to preserve our life, to keep us alive. You can't live, you can, you can go without water for a long period of time, but you can't live without water for a, or I might have said that wrong. You can live without food for a long period of time, but you cannot live without water. It's impossible. Your body body has to be hydrated. And all of a sudden now, this element, water, H2O, that we utilize for life, when it's in the meat, like if you're trying to preserve the meat, spoilage will happen because there's too much of it in there and the bacteria that infects it. So this is an important thing to think about. Meat can begin to spoil with an element that's actually a good thing for our body, but salt will extract the things from the meat to keep it in the best condition possible for the longest time. This is so true for our life. There's things in your life that to others is not a problem to have in their life, but for you, you don't need to have it. See, salt being the salt of the earth is not just for you to go evangelize and you to tell people about the goodness of Jesus. No, that's your job to be a light to this dark world. But I'm going to tell you something. The salt that's what Jesus is referring to for our life is a preserving factor to keep the impurities away from our life so that we can be an impact to society because we won't be preserved. The Bible says, Jesus said, we will be that when salt loses its flavor, it's worth nothing and to be just trampled under by foot of men. We don't deserve to be uh, uh, cast down without seasoning. We, but the based on how we have faith in God, he needs us to be a light to this world. And the way our light is preserved and has the most impact is we stay seasoned with salt. We stay impacted with the salt, the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost in our life so that we don't get infected with impurities. Osmosis of the Holy Ghost needs to happen to extract things from your and my life. Point number five, I think we're on point number five. Spoiled meat is good to no one. Spoiled meat is good for no one. And when, once the meat has spoiled, I don't, listen, you can do what you want with it. It's going to have a rank taste to it. 
It's not going to be the right flavor. It's going to have a problem. This is what's happening in pulpits today on podcasts across the nation. You've got people that are just trying to engage audiences. Uh, Thank God for a pastor that helped me see beyond the fact that numbers of people is not an equating factor to my success with God. Me being obedient to God, whether I've got a hundred people on my channel, a thousand subscribers on my channel, or if I've got no subscribers and no followers, I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm going to believe the same exact way because my loyalty is not to people. My loyalty is to God. And you have so many compromised, saltless, impure people who have been spoiled, preachers who have been spoiled that are tainted and are not being a light, but rather being a a nuisance or a blowhorn to society instead of being a light to society and shining light on darkness because light, so you got to understand something. Light shines in darkness. It exposes dark things. And when you have people that are trying to be a light to the world, but they've got darkness, they're hiding in darkness. They don't become a light. They become a blowhorn, an obnoxious blowhorn to people that it's not, and I'm not talking about to the saved world. I'm talking about to the lost world. The saved people are always that are, especially ones that are double agents, they're backsliding. They're always aggravated with on fire salty Christians because they've lost their flavor. They've lost their preservatives. So all of I can't tell you how many comments we get on our, on our church's website, YouTube channels, social media that are from, from Christian people who claim to know the scripture and they come against the preaching, but it's most of the time it's people that are extremely ignorant, but believers of the Bible, but the lost people they're the ones that soak it up and go, this, this stuff is, uh, this is what I've been looking for. I have been looking for a hope and a future for my life through something. And the Bible's bringing me that, but it's always the Christian that's lost its savor. They've lost their flavor. They've lost their preservative that helps retain or preserve them for the holy anointed, pure things of God. This is a foreign thing to Christians today to be pure, to live holy. People would rather defend their right to drink alcohol, their right to skip church, than they would to defend God and stand on the side of God, even if it makes them uncomfortable. They'd rather err with their side of things than to err with the side of God. And this is what Christianity has become, not because Christianity has become weak, but rather because preachers have not stood with salty integrity with salted, preserved integrity to stand for the word of God. They've allowed this sandal-wearing, alcohol-brewing type of lackadaisical attitude in the pulpits, which has infiltrated the church now because everything, the fish stinks from the head down. Everything comes from the head down. So when the pastor's compromised, the congregation becomes compromised. And when a congregation becomes compromised, the light is no more shining in darkness now. So I'm going to tell you this, that that although water is an essential ingredient, I wrote this down, although water is essential for light, for life, salt knows it can breed bacteria. So there's any element just because it's good for one doesn't mean it's good. It's okay for you. If it's going to harm your life, you've got to preserve yourself to be holy, to be pure, to be spotless before God and show yourself, confess things before God don't run from God, 
Run to God and don't defend your wicked stance. Don't defend things that are being preached from the Bible because you don't believe that way. Stick with the word. Be Believe the word. Even if you disagree in your feelings, your feelings are as flaky as salt. They, <laughs> they change from day to day. You can't rely on your feelings. If every day I woke up, I based my feelings my decision making on my feelings, I would never jump on a podcast. I'd never wake up and study the Bible. I would just sleep in or try to at least and lay in bed, scroll on social media because that's easy. There's no comp. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no effort into that. But when your feelings are the guider of your life, you, you're not seasoned with salt. You've got to be seasoned and preserved. And this is what salt does for our life. It preserves you to be a light. Point number six, preserving yourself for being a light. It's not just to be preserved so that you can be saved for for what? No, you are being seasoned with salt and this salt that's in your life is made to make you a light in darkness. How can a light shine in darkness when the person that should be shining their light, which is the light of Jesus Christ, is living in darkness? It can't be done. There has to be a transformation and that transformation happens with the purifying of the word of God and the preservation of salt that's what it becomes in your life you become a salty I don't mean salty in the terms of rigid and grumpy which there's a lot of Christians that are like that they're rigid grumpy you can't joke with them everything's over spiritual they're super annoying to be around I'm talking about salty in terms of preserved you're not you're not tainted with the world. You're preserved. That osmosis process of the Holy Ghost is getting those wicked things out of you and away from you. Hey, this is pretty powerful. We buzzed through these notes, but I want to tell you something. You, I hope you took notes on this. You can go on my uh, Instagram channel and get uh, the breakdown of these six points if you want them again. But I'm, I'm telling you something right now. To be a light to this world, you're going to have to be separated. You can't fit in with the world society. You can't be up to speed on their shows and and listening to their music. Well, it's just the most popular thing. I get it. I understand there's a lot of them. And the narrow gate is the one that leads to heaven, not the broad one where most people are. You've got to get used to being different. You've got to get used to being unaccepted. You've got to get used to being a, 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 an oddball in society if if you want to be salty because I'm not saying everybody's going to reject you but there's going to be a mass amount of people according to what Jesus said that the broad gate is the way that leads to death but the narrow gate leads to life and, and, and peace and heaven forever is that narrow gate and few will be that find it few it will be so be salted do what you can so how do I stay salted Dylan what do I do to keep my life preserved. I'm going to give you three things that you could do. Number one, you keep close fellowship with God. Number one, you have a personal relationship with God. Now, not one of these are over top of the other one. So I want to make this clear. Just because I name one last or second or first doesn't mean it's better or more important. But these are three things that you should do to stay preserved and salty. Number one, have a personal fellowship, relationship, time, meditation with God on a daily basis, communicate with God regularly, daily, praying in the Holy Ghost. Number two, read your Bible on a regular basis. Keep these in front of your eyes. 
You don't have to memorize every scripture today. It's that'd be very hard to do, but become a student of the Bible where you regularly study the word. And number three, be in church regular, regularly to have a preacher who's anointed to salt and preserve people. That's what a preacher's for. That's what a pastor's for. He's given to preserve your life. That's what he's anointed to do. It's what he's equipped to do. According to Ephesians, you have been assigned to a pastor for them to help you in your life advance. So those three things you can do to help preserve yourself and stay salty in your life. Hope this helped you today. This has been a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Be sure to share it if you don't mind on your uh, Facebook or whatever social media, text it to somebody, maybe email your coworkers, blow up the, uh, the, the uh, business email and tell everybody about it. But so be sure to subscribe, hit the little notification bell. It'll alert you when I go live. So, you know, when we go live and when we post stuff, but I love you. Be blessed. Have a great day. I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye.